All right, it is a football Friday, the nation's capital. It's Victory Friday. I don't know, man. It's time to get on the bandwagon, pull out an old Tony Kornheiser TK stack money. We're going to find out and break it all down. Here's Rigo. All right, Toddy. Before we jump into the uh, the, the WTF on the WFT, <laughs> World Trade Center, no WTC, World Washington Football Team. Uh, I got an interesting story to relate uh, to everybody. In fact, I've got kind of a conundrum. Uh, you know, in the, I took my uh, I took our youngest cat a little. I think we've had him about five months now. I think we got him back in April. I'm gonna guess that'd be about five months. I could, don't let me count him up, but his name is Rowdy, and so Rowdy had to go to the doctor to become uh, what would say uh, uh, it would be sex neutral. So he had a little, you know, he had. Little, he's in between. A little neuterization? Exactly. He's part of the LBGT crew right now. <laughs> I'm guessing because I think that he would be, what do you call that, that he's sexually... A eunuch? Yes, but what do they call Also, somebody that... I mean, he, he might still think he's a boy. I don't know. Maybe he thinks he's well, a girl it depends now. how he identifies That's on, a, my on, point. on a given day. That's my point. His sex... He doesn't and know about... Cats are temperamental. Let's just say he's gone through some changes. <laughs> now, I don't know if he's given off vibes or what. Here's the weirdest part of it, though. Our, our cat, the other cat that we've had there for about three years, who had the similar process, that's a male cat as well, his name, his, his real name, I guess, is Prince, but I call him Mung. I mean, he's a, he's a Burmese, so, you know, I just kind of, maybe, and I you know, did something wrong there, I have no idea, but I also call him the Emperor, Emperor Mung, that's who he is. That's my pet name for him. Well, all of a sudden, so Rowdy, I take Rowdy to the vets. I don't actually. I take him up there. The vets ain't open, even though they say they're open at 730. I'm calling at 735. Right outside the door, I see a person inside there, and they ain't answering the phone. So I I recall this I, that was the day I, we were going. I was meeting right. you to haul you up to Whiskey Creek for an appearance. You must have driven by, drove, driven by I did. while I was sitting there. I sure there. did, but I didn't see you there. Well, or you didn't recognize the car. But so I'm. So anyway, I have to go home, and 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 at least Marie takes takes him in. I'm gonna guess she probably took him in what nine o'clock, eight thirty, nine o'clock. And we did our deal at the golf tournament, and I get back home. So and I went and picked him up probably around four. Probably around four. So about seven hours, I'm going to guess. Wow. Do you realize in that seven hours that he was gone, when he came home, Prince was, it was like he was, you know, MS-13. Like he was a gang member, <laughs> and whoever this is here is on my turf. You better get out. I, I still don't understand that Prince was really just like, you sure you got the same cat big, back? Seven hours he's gone. Oh, it's the same cat. And still, this happened on Monday, today's Friday. It's better. And I thought this morning I saw the first sign that they were kind of getting back together. But I got to tell you, before this happened, these cats were co-joined. Wow. I mean, they would groom each other. The little one, the younger one, would fall asleep on top of Prince, you know, and Prince would be sound asleep, laid over, and the other cats piled on top. I mean, they look, you know how cute otters are? Yeah. They look like a, a pair of otters playing all the time, constantly playing. And all of a sudden, it was the only thing, of course, he has claws, but I say, he just needed a switchblade, and it would have been the sharks and the jets. 
And poor Rowdy, you know, he's gone through this sex change, basically. Oh, no, it's a sex change. I don't think they gave him a vagina. But then again, they would have charged me more if they gave him a vagina. And plus, I'd had to take That's him to later. Sweden. That's next year. I'd had to go into Sweden. Maybe they do That's that here. I have no idea. But but anyway, uh, Prince, you know, it was just this, this whole, it's just completely discombobulated me, my daughter, and my wife is trying to figure out what in the hell is going... How could... He, my guess is leave for seven hours, come back, and all of a sudden it's like, I've never seen you. I don't know who you are. And, and really, it's like what uh, it's like Prince Mung. It's like he got a hit on the head, and he's got amnesia. I mean, it's, only, it's the damnedest thing. But my guess... movies where that's happened. So it's, it could happen in the animal kingdom, too, I would presume. It happens where? In, the, in movies. There's a lot of... Right? There's a lot of good movies out there where a person gets in a bad accident they get hit well, yeah, yeah, in the yeah, head yeah. and yeah. they're not who they well I don't think that happened but I, I mean to me if anybody's got an idea I mean, please share it with us because I've got no clue as to why there, the, the, this all of a sudden there was an inimical inimical I mean that was fr- that was Monday John today's Friday right and they're just like I said so he's I, over there still smoking cigarettes tatted up and uh, yeah, you're now talking if he about has a print? teardrop around his eye That's he got a bigger problem <laughs> fortunately he's got he, he, he looks exactly Exactly like a seal point. They're both Burmese cats, but this one, the the Emperor Mung, he actually looks more like a Siamese seal point. His face is all dark, so he, you know what? He'd have to get himself a white teardrop. <laughs> if he did a white teardrop, that <laughs> would be he's scary. Loco, man. Yeah. Maybe he's really taking this emperor thing to another level. And said, <laughs> I ain't called you know him, what? I ain't calling the emperor in a couple three weeks. <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking that he might have forgotten about that. But yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. The other thing is my yard. It, it, I had it basically beat it back. You know, there was a for the longest time. I, the grass was not mowed for a month. Not mowed for a month. And I went out there a Saturday ago, a week ago, I think it was, or no, a Thursday. It was yesterday, a week ago Thursday, and I mowed it for the first time. Well, when I mowed it, I, uh, you know, mowed it, put the mower at the highest height I could. And literally, if you looked out there, because I go down one way and turn around and come back the other way, and the way the mower shoots the grass, it literally, and I grew up on a farm. I didn't grow up on the farm, but was around farmers who put up hay. It literally looked like that somebody had come in there and wind rode my, my, you know, so that you could bring a baler in and bale this stuff. You were like one of those. One of Absolutely. Those, what it calls when they, they're, you're carving in the crops and you could have di- di- a nice design. Oh, you got M. Night Shemulgan or whatever he does. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, you could have easily. There's no question about it. I mean, seriously. Grass was you, could have taken, you could have taken some hay off that, tell you the truth. And without letting the proverbial cat out of the bag. You like how I did that? We got some exciting announcements with the company we're going to partner up with that. I know you've yes. been down. I was kind of heading down that right anyway. Well, we're going to save it and we'll let the cat completely out of the bag, but let's just okay. say I've never seen your yard like this and look in the way that it has with some of the applications and treatments that you have used that we're going to get into and really help yeah. people out in gardening. I think so. In uh, lawn and turf care and otherwise. Yeah. But uh, how many times did you have to mow that to get it? I've got I've mowed it three times so far within like every two days, I'll mow it again because I've got to give it a rest, and you're only supposed to take a third of the blade off each time you go. So I've mowed it three times, give you an idea how tall it started. But what I had to do the second time, the second mowing, was actually to put on the bagger because they're going to reseed, and I had to put the bagger on to go ahead and pick up. And take, I mean, it, and I had a tr- I had a truckload of grass to take out to the uh, to the transfer station, and I did that what on Wednesday, and then so I figured I would mow yesterday. For one thing led to another, and I, by the time I was getting ready to mow, it looked like somebody was pouring bu- you know water out of a five gallon bucket with the rain rumble. that we had, and now it's raining today. 
So now I'm thinking, well, the grass is going to grow. So it's like, you know, you get to a point where you just feel like you're treading water because the grass will grow up. So I can only take so much of it. So then, I, in other words, it's added probably another mowing to get it down to the height that needs to be. I, I got to figure to get it to the height it needs to be to reseed, I probably got to mow it three more times. Now, fortunately, wow. it only takes about 45 minutes to mow it. But I'll have to bag it each and every time, which is a pain in the rear end. But Jeez, yeah, but I got to tell you, when I went out there, and, and so I went and I picked up all that grass, and it was, you could go one path. It's like 60 feet, 70 feet width. So you'd go down 70 feet. You might be able to get halfway back. You'd have to pull a bagger off and go dump it. So it was really a slow process and one I'm not looking forward to doing. But the grass looks pretty good, to tell you the truth. So, I mean, go I figure. It, it, yeah. it and it has, I amazing. think, a little bit to do with one of those treatments I gave it. Yeah, it does All look right. amazing. Okay, enough of the small, the chit-chat, the small talk. Um, Interesting observations. I kind of was all over the place last night watching that football game. Uh, a, a, a couple of things. It's kind of weird how you look at a season and before the season starts, you've got an idea of, you know, based on what last year and, and what you think you've added to the team right. and how, you know, where the strengths are and the weaknesses. And at this point, I would say, you know, it's a little bit of pilot error, if you ask me. Let's start with the quarterback position. I, I honestly believe, I, I, I thought this, and I'm thinking, and based on the game, the playoff game from last year, it's ye of little faith, basically. My beliefs are they went out and they got Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic is a brand. Yeah. And, and so this is where it comes from. So in other words... You're looking perhaps at, you know, and all the changes and all the additions in the scouting department or uh, scouting or personnel departments and all this stuff. And I, I, I got a feeling, and this is what, this is what was kind of weird the year before, uh, because they, they were pushed into doing something the year before with a rookie that was not ready. And sh Clearly, they knew wasn't ready. I got to believe they knew that. Oh sure. But were forced into playing him. No question. Uh, so so much for the independent operations of different departments out there. Um, but what this is to me gets into where once again, and I don't think it's that way. They had to somehow go out and get something. It's so it's so funny how. A team is based on, and maybe stocks work the same way, but it's based on confidence and marketing. And so you have Fitzmagic, who's been a brand in the NFL for, what, 18 years or something? Who is, who is this is his ninth team, and he's Fitzmagic, and he's also Fitztragic. Mm -hmm. and, and that's just, that's who he is, and that's the essence of his brand. But here you have Taylor Heineke, who saved your face in a playoff game, a year, you know, less than a year ago, really, you, you go, how did he do it? I would think in practice, you see these guys practicing. One would think, because I, I, where I'm going, he's, was, he's been the quarterback all along. Sure. Fitzmagic is not the guy. He, he was, it was a mistake to bring him Everybody in. Everybody thought that Heineke was going to make his debut by the fourth, fifth, or sixth game, because that's Fitzpatrick's M.O. Oh, you figured that he would blow up by yes. then, and that's the way that's it would what go? That's he does. Every well, team, every year. Well, maybe then. But this is my point is, though, but because he's established, I think that there was a little bit of uh, intimidation to go ahead and go, well, we don't care if he's established. Heineke played well. Surely Heineke showed the same ability in practice that he showed last night. 
Why wouldn't you Which see is that? What he did uh, with the with the Tampa game, right? It's it's clearly kind of, it's kind I mean, of this, this guy came of, off the. I don't think you can overstate what he did in that. Team. You cannot over as far as NFL uh, games go as individuals of all the thousands of games that's been played in the last hundred years in NFL. Taylor Heineke's playoff game for what he did. And he came in here literally off the street, hadn't played in God only knows how long. Literally could have been in the pool hall, playing pool, drinking a beer, smoking a cigarette. And they go, hey, Taylor, got an opportunity. You want to play some football? Drops his pool cue, says, let's go. That considered, it's, it's probably one of the ten finest individual performances of all time in the NFL, if you consider everything. What he did that no day, no question. And then finished the game. I guess and I was. On, I knew he got injured, but he finished the game with a separated shoulder or something, didn't he? Yeah, he was dinged. He up. was dinged, he and was then, dinged but, he, but he came. But you know, so here you see this, and this is the guy, and you know, and I, I'm, I'm sure he feels the same way. It's like, hey, what do I got to do here? Okay, and I got nothing to lose because that's basically what I read into what he said after the game. It's like I kind of feel like I've earned the right to be the starter now. And so, so I'm saying here is that the, the, the lack of courage, the lack of pluck from the staff, or, you know, the offensive side of the football, which I guess is Scott Turner and whoever else, to not go, hey, listen, we're going to be bold here. We're going to start off with a guy that I think will give us a much better chance and, and more upside as, as this team grows and, down, and goes down the season. Fits, fits magic. I mean, and so what I'm saying is, just by dumb luck, this team is fortunate as hell. Fitzmagic gets hurt. Otherwise, he's Fitz still playing. Magic should, it should the role should have been reversed. Fitzpatrick should have been your breaking emergency glass number two. Exactly. Exactly. Take but because he's Fitzmagic, you can sell Fitzmagic, and you're going to go with that because that that was your big. Obviously, you have this. What would be a, you know you've screwed up with a with a first round pick the year before at quarterback. So now all of a sudden you're sitting there. You got no quarterback starting the 2021 season, and what are you going to come up? You got to come up with somebody that's kind of semi established. Don't I mean that's the that's the what do you call it the, the branding and well it's the branding but that's just kind of plain the way the herd travels that's the right. way the herd right. travels that's not somebody an outlier who's thinking outside the box going no no we ain't doing that stuff and that's why that's where I'm going now I don't know I'm not over I'm not blown away by some of the personnel decisions that they've made at this point yeah and you made you told me this uh, about the, the the guy they drafted number one as a linebacker I still haven't heard his name have you no in two games no. Jamin Davis, I, I, this he is looks stunning. great in the uniform. This is this is absolutely stunning. I, I know in the first game, and I didn't catch all of the game. I had an event last night, but I caught all the second half. And asked the guys that I saw after and caught up with and said, "Who? I mean, I don't. <laughs> I got. Hang on, I got the defensive stats here. Let's see. Let's see what he did, uh, Mr. Davis. He had three tackles and one assist, but." But he's playing I have middle yet linebacker. To hear his name be mentioned in any. Shape and nobody talks about him. No hype. No nothing. Not, no, this exactly. is your first round pick. Well, you got to make a play, and then they'll talk about you. But until you make a play, you know, if you just get in on a tackle or whatever, they're not going to say a whole lot. Right. But here's the way this works for me. So you have, you know, you you got your quarterback spot. All right, let's go to the obvious white elephant. Right. That's the defense. I mean, if you if you look at I, I added it up, and I'm mad you could add you could throw on three more points if you wanted. You know, in other words, the uh, of course no, I, I, that that wouldn't work because I didn't say if you the, the the Hoffman or the Hopkins miss field goal and then the retry to to win the game, 
I was going to say there's three points that they were given by the Giants. But there's 11 points that you could pretty much say that they were in a position to take off. I still don't understand that. I had the sound off. How did they explain that holding call on the touchdown run? By, uh, I, by, I, I don't know. Okay. Oh, you didn't get to see that no, at that point in time. So you're like me. So I, I watched it a couple of times going, who was holding who? I didn't. But anyway, the point is that there was a touchdown. There's four points, more four more points. And then the drop, that's 11 points. Well, if you add that up, that's 40 points against this defense by the New York Giants. And Right and Daniel Jones, right, who is you know who really started to look like a really big league quarterback as the game went on. I thought Washington did a good job of rushing him and harassing him a little bit in the very beginning, but this is where. So I guess you, I think I've kind of set this up. So you go into this season thinking it's defense. We got a defense well, and offense. Heard, like, yeah, offense. Right, offense is a big question mark. And all we heard by all the pundits and and people that are supposed to know, we knew our lion eyes last year at a seven and nine football team that was terrible in third down, never had the big stops when needed and necessary. Mm-hmm. Damn near every game. Statistically, they they shined in certain categories, but. It did when it didn't really matter. And once again, go to the marketing aspect. You have four first round draft picks. That's your your defensive line. So you four, and that just automatically four first round. And honestly, I mean, because at least I can be objective. But I got to tell you, when you hear that, you just assume these guys are super bad. And not just that, two from Alabama, one from Ohio State. I mean, this is cream of the crop type stuff. And one who's a freak of nature. Is unbelievable, right? Their college resume is unbelievable. Yes. Jace Young in the in the year that he had last year, taking nothing nothing away from that. But again, so far they've been stoned. Well, it, and that's that's what I'm, I guess where I'm going with this. I think at this point, they the one thing you got though they they do have some personnel over there. But whatever whatever's going on, why they. Why they aren't playing any better than they are, and particularly they 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 kind of saw themselves as that part of the team. I think last year is as we actually are the strength of the team, but and then but in you know somehow because that's what everybody's telling you, and so sure. you buy into the hype. But in reality, if you look in the mirror, you go, yeah, well, but not really, no. because we're not getting it done the way we're supposed They're to. Actually, the and, liability. <laughs> and right at the now. same time, I think you saw the offense. You've seen a flip, right now. I'm looking at this team. I'm going. I'm betting on the offense. I want the offense. You take the defense. The defense is, is the is a unit that needs work. And the offense is young and is only going to get better. So you're going to see a flip. Now, can Heineke keep doing what he's doing? I don't know. But it, you would one would think you can. The thing that I think you can't, and this goes back to the game to the playoff game. The thing that you can't get past it. This guy's got ice water in his veins. Yeah, I honestly believe that. I mean, this guy coming off the street. And he's coming back to help a team out. And it's the first round of the playoffs against Tom Brady, and this guy doesn't care. I, I, I will he's tell completely you. immune to the hype. And and, I, and you hear the players <clears throat> talking about how calm he is they and reassuring. Huh? They yeah. love him. They and that goes a long way. Is when every those ten other guys believe in the guy that's handling the ball all the time. Well, when that, you guys always said this, uh, you know, for years about Joey T and Mr. Theismann and what a tough competitor is. And the, you knew Joe could game. do his job and would do his job, right? And that's all it's about. And uh, I, I will tell you, 
what also impressed me when he threw that really bad interception. Well, it was a bad interception, but then again, <clears throat> you know, he'd been going. I, I maybe by that time in the game, you know, but it was I, I got to go with Aikman. There was a reason. <clears throat> And he would have had to think, think this out in nanoseconds, figure that out. But there was another player from the Giants that altered, it seemed to me, somehow turned somebody, if you go back and look at that play, that made it where it, you could see from his perspective when he th- let, go of the, let go of the ball, he wouldn't have noticed that, this, that what had happened. It was just kind of a freak happenstance. Because the play was there had this not occurred, and it would have maybe been a completion. I don't know. But go ahead. Well, I cut you off. the fact that... I guess I've happened. got... You know, I'm just all in love with Taylor Heineke today. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to defend He's, him no matter what. Yeah. He's all in. So my point was that was a, an incredible... I mean, an incredible play the bar that I was in it was like everybody just walked away in horror you could not believe what I saw at that particular moment in the game you're like it's over because I didn't think that I didn't think it was over he had on the sideline he had the quivering lip, right? You know, I remember my brothers, and you're getting mad, and you get you're getting ready to cry and pout, and you're pissed off. And he had the quivering lip, and I was like, going, oh, that ain't a good I, look. I want to see, yeah, okay, let's see how he responds to this. And damn if he didn't, damn if he did not. He grew <laughs> he, again, he, right? He grew again last night, right? So that, two games, playoff game. It's like, hey, this is who I am. Okay, get used to me. And then this game where he plays very well, then all of a sudden does one that goes, oh, guys, uh, and then comes out and takes him down the field and puts him in a position. Unbelievable. Then of course, with a little help from the Giants, a little help from the Giants. Obviously, yeah, the Giants' defense was gas, as was Washington. Mm-hmm. Washington's defense once again could not. There's no big it stops. It seemed that way. It no did. big stops, and and it's just like whoever had the ball last was going to win the game, mm-hmm. and that throw that. Uh, he had to the tight end, uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, with four minutes and 33 seconds left. I mean, that was an incredible pass and an incredible catch right. at that moment in time. And I, that was... Well, that you, was bring up, you bring up an excellent point right there when you start actually analyzing each and every throw that Heineke made. And, I mean, I'm, I'm not... I never played quarterback. I know, you know... No, no, and, and actually was never really considered a receiver for that matter. But I know when a quarterback leads you into trouble with a football and you get your butt whacked by, you know, where the quarterback doesn't care and it's right. good to still throw it to you anyway. I, got rid of I it. want to get rid of it. But he made, he, and you talk about some pinpoint throws. It was almost like it was guided with, when you, you know, this modern technology. Like replay. it was a drone. Somebody was controlling the football from up above. Right. You, John, you, you saw it in slow motion and replay with some of those throws where he hit the players in these small, tight windows. And again, without them being exposed or right. being set up that we've seen so many times. And also here. anticipated where they would be. You know, They weren't even quite open when he let go of the ball and, and, and was right there where they needed to make the catch. And so anyway, to kind of wrap this up, I thought that, you know, once again, like anything else, it's a victory. Now, you know down deep when you go to practice that it's like a loss because you were that close. At the same time, you don't have to feel that way because it's like, we came that close. It's kind of like that commercial where the guy, he's fumbling around with his car, and he looks up, and he's got an 18-wheeler, and he's right in the middle of it. And then, speaking of that commercial, I, I, you might help me with this, but so then the dumbass pulls over, and he goes, and he looks back over his shoulder at the truck. It's like, what were you looking over your shoulder at the truck for? Now you're taking your eyes off the road again, dumbass. You know the commercial I'm talking about? It's like, that's bad acting choice right there. Very bad acting choice. No, no, look back at the truck. He's almost got hit by it. It's like, I ain't looking back at the goddamn truck. I'm like, 
I'm, getting, I'm pulling off the side of the road and taking my underwear off and throwing them in the weeds. That's what I'm doing. You got poopy pants. Yes, I would have poopy pants, for sure. But uh, no, I I think that I think that people are going to be. I think this offense is going to be able to play with some people. The defensive, uh, the offensive line, they did a decent job. Heineke, you have Heineke time. I'm telling you, and I, I'm thinking, you know, with Scott Turner and his play calling, I thought was he did a nice job of play calling. They they, they were able to move the Heineke ball around. Heineke was sacked one time. Yeah, early in the game. One time. It was and, the very first drive. And he has that wiggle and enough mobility where Fitzpatrick could, which is why Fitzpatrick is hurt. Because he was sitting back there as a statue. that He wasn't going right. to run out of any trouble. But this guy also gives you that dimension. Right. The other thing, though, I, and once again, he kind of escaped this. And so I've got to, I've got, this is bad news, Taylor. Okay, sit down, Taylor. Look me <laughs> in the eye. Listen to the big guy. Listen look, to look the Hall me in the eye. That uh, I kind of felt like that very last play, second to last play, where he scrambles, he fumbles the ball. That was a fumble. Bad. But there was a penalty on the play. I'm thinking, did the Giants? I mean, the Giants, that was like, that's like, that, so that's like, as gung ho as I am on Taylor, it's like there's also that part of me that's going, <laughs> come on. There kid. was a reason why he was taking finals last year. That's, yeah, he was, so he, you he kind of back up in the XFL. And I'm thinking maybe I started out, you know, talking about the lack of courage for the team to not start Taylor last week and that he was your number one guy for then forget about Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic is the guy that you bring out of the phone booth or wherever, you know, when it's time to come in and, you know, do something because this, we ain't getting it done. But I'm going, well, maybe, maybe he had that same thought in the back of his mind. It's like, guys, there's a reason why he was studying for a final down at William and Mary or wherever it was. Old Dominion. Old Dominion. Old Dominion. Uh, Old Dominion. Where is Old Dominion? It is in uh, Norfolk. Okay. Norfolk. I get that confused. So I thought I didn't think Old Dominion. I think of Richmond, but Richmond's got the university there. And they may BCU. Have and DCU. Yeah. BCU. BCU. That's what I get that mixed up with. Yeah. Old Dominion. Good but, yeah, I think that, you know, right now, once again, I, you know, you'd kind of have to go. That it's going to be an interesting season, because uh, I, th- I, you got to believe that this defense has got to get better. You got, you, I mean, when I say you got to believe, if they don't, then there's once again it would be back to I love Lucy. Somebody's got some splaining to yeah. do. If this defense doesn't improve yeah. and become a much better unit than what they are right, right now, there's no way. Thursday night football, you're, you're showcased. You're the only game in town, and you let this team. And I'm going to say it, put up 40 points on you. I mean, yeah, that's inexcusable. Just inexcusable for considering what you're dealing, the talent that you tell people you've got on the field, and yet you got your offense who fought their guts out, and basically kept you in this game, and actually ended up winning the game for you. And with the nuance being, oh, the Giants helped out a lot too. No question. You had the, you had the you got the twelfth man, pretty good crowd too. Would you say? Yeah, I think I say. So yeah. they had the twelfth man, and then they, the Giants were the thirteenth man. So they had thirteen <laughs> men playing. Well, for the wideout slate. Yeah. Daniel Jones hits him perfectly. That, that would have been the ball game. Hits him perfectly in stride. And it, it, clearly the Giants, in reading the New York media this morning, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, you know, you know, it's kind of like, uh, I'll never forget Ronnie Lott when, uh, in the locker room after they lost to you guys <laughs> in that championship game, and he was so frosted, and I, I forget what the penalty was. And he, it was that, I, I tell you what it was. It was a pass interference <laughs> over on the San Francisco sideline. I don't know if it was Art Monk or Charlie Brown, 
But I remember Bill, I, it's funny you bring this up because I was just thinking about this in the last 24 hours. And I'm thinking how Bill Walsh was like just yelling at the rest because it was uncatchable. It was uncatchable. To this day, I don't know if it was uncatchable or not. I was on the sidelines with an oxygen mask on my face. But I'm going, hey, you know. And I actually thought to that, well, yeah, but we were the Super Bowl champs. You were playing in our park. And, you know, that kind of stuff happens where you get the call and they don't. Little cooking. Little uh -huh. home cooking. Yeah. I'm thinking that's what it might have been. But anyway, you were saying Ronnie Lott. Well, Ronnie Lott in the locker room after the game, and, and Lott, he was snarling, and he's like, I don't think they're that good because they're not. And then, you know, and they were like, damn, At Ronnie. that point in time, Ronnie Lott was correct. <laughs> we were just about to really get our come up well, in two weeks. the New York take on things last night, that they had the game won, and there were some bonehead uh, Oh, calls. clearly. Now, you know the new NFL campaign that I know you're a big fan of, of you got my back. I got your back. You got <laughs> Which, I tell you what, one. <laughs> I think that really, I, I sent it to you yesterday. You got my ass? I got my ass. No, you got my ass. No, you don't got my ass. Well, I tell no. you what, one Dexter Lawrence, he of the offside, <laughs> of the offside variety, is going to find out how many people got his back. <laughs> and then who was the receiver that dropped the, uh, the Slayton? The, Slayton, yeah. In other words, that, that he's going to find out how many people got his back Slayton. as well. There's the fourteen or the uh, the ten extra, no, ten seven, seven and three, ten points that we're talking about. So eleven you, points. So they've got uh, Washington football team has ten days now before uh, they play yeah. again. Who they and got there? They got at Buffalo. And, uh, and Buffalo's supposed to be... Uh, They're supposed to be like possible Super Bowl they, team. And they, they got punked against Pittsburgh. <laughs> it would shock, shock the football world. Uh, we'll see what happens to them this Sunday. So they go on the road for the first time. Then they go to Atlanta. And then you've got Kansas City Chiefs and New Orleans Saints. And uh, so... Well, the Saints think they found their quarterback, I goodness. guess, right? Well, what they did to Green Bay and Jameis... Uh, finally lighten it up and do what he was hyped up Once again, do. though, is that a one-off, and then next thing he goes back to being the interception we'll, machine? That's right. We'll find so out. So you don't really know. We will And you got to figure out. Green Bay's better than what they are based on, you know, they, they, what, they scored three points? Three, three points. So uh, we'll see if the golden boy, Mr. Aaron Rodgers, gets his act together. I wouldn't bet against him. I know that. Ultimately, no. Yeah, I mean, the guy's, you know, he's good for it. And I don't think that even though there's been the bad blood between him and the team, I guess leading up to this point, I think eventually everybody. I mean, you're a performer, and you know you're. You're Jack Pardee once said this. You're an independent contractor, and it's all true. You know that you're right. you're out there by yourself, right. and basically it gets down to you. You do your job, and everything's going to be cool. You don't do your job, and guess what? You're going to be looking for one because you ain't going to have one here. And I don't need one. Rigo out. Well, I do, but see you next time. <laughs>